0: If you're here, you have caught us in our summer series for Her Head where we're celebrating the people who support our rural communities, our rural mums, our rural, mom, rural dads, our rural families. And I'm with here with Sarah and she's from the Peed First Aid. Did I say that right, Sarah? Yes, you did. Yes. And she's going to tell us all about how Peed First Aid came about and a little bit about what her business does to support rural people.
1: Thanks so much, Jen. It's such a pleasure to be here and have a chat to you today. Yeah, so the peace education um, came about about oh, maybe five or six years ago. Grace and I, who is my co-director, we have been working in the paediatric intensive care unit at the Royal Children's Hospital in Melbourne for oh, about 16 years each. Um, so, combined sort of over 30 years. Uh, and in that time, we've done a lot of education-based um, roles as well as sort of clinical nurse consultancy roles looking at quality and safety in kids.
0: And it was So not just working, working with families in the actual ward but also working, um, educating people outside, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, so sort of working clinically but also working
1: with nurses, doctors, allied health to improve the quality of care in intensive care units, ah. um, you know, right from sort of admission through to discharge and then beyond. Um, And so it was kind of through those roles that we really sort of developed um, just such a great working relationship. And outside of the hospital, we were also teaching paediatric advanced life support to a lot of rural and regional nurses who would come to Melbourne for these courses. And every time we ran one, they would say, we need this education back in our own hospitals because we can only send, you know, one or two kids that are, not kids, one or two nurses Nurses, same. So, Um, so, yeah, we thought that a great idea let's go out to the region so we took our knowledge and experience out to the regions and started teaching healthcare professionals um, in their own space with their own resources and their own people and found that it was a really effective way to teach and then from that sort of developed into two further streams um, one where we provide first aid to the community um, and that's in the form of, sort of infant and child first aid courses as well as accredited per se courses for businesses who predominantly look after nice the kids. So, childcare, kindergarten, schools, et cetera. Yes. Uh, and then our newest adventure, which is probably, um, need I say, can I say that? My yeah, definitely. There's definitely avenues of things that are our favourite. I think so, and I think because it fills an enormous gap, and um, Grace and I became rural parents, um, we moved to the country, we still work in the city, and we sort of span that metropolitan country divide. Uh, And it's sort of in that time in the rural area that we have discovered an absolute need for specialised education um, and skill-based training. And this is where we've entered the NDIS system. So now we provide um, education and training for carers of children with complex medical needs and disabilities.
0: I think this um, is really, means- really interesting, particularly in the NDIS space, because you and I both know that not every person who provides support work to somebody who lives in the NDIS is highly skilled, particularly with right. medical staff. Um, and so that's often burdened by parents to hand that knowledge on, or sometimes it's not done at all, or it's a piece of paper, um, particularly with, with a skills shortage out in rural areas. So this is really important work you're doing.
1: Yeah, it is. And look, it actually came about because a parent reached out to us and asked if we could find them a carer that was suitable for looking after their very complex child. Uh, they'd struggled to find anyone that was able, that had the skills to actually care for them constantly and adequately and keep them safe. They couldn't even have a shower without someone watching their child. Um, they couldn't leave the home because they had no one to look after them. Um And we sort of looked into it a lot and realised that there's a massive gap for rural and regional families uh, where either they have to wait months and months and months for this training from major hospitals or they just don't receive and it does fall back in the hands of the parents to train the carers. And that's not fair. Um, And often the parents haven't had appropriate discharge training as well. And so they're sort of, you know, they're leaving the hospital after months of being in there or a long time being in there, thrust into the system at home. And then have to find people who are able to care for their kids so that they can have some sort of normality or new normality in their life.
0: But, and so for it families, can... it would be a good sounding board, though, if a family's engaged yeah. you under that. And rather than having to go back to the doctors, they'd be able to kind of soundboard some of the issues as they appear with some of the post care, post release care.
1: Absolutely, and sometimes it is a matter of that they just want all of their village in one room to talk about their child's condition. So, for example, they might have a congenital cardiac condition and they can't properly properly explain that and their associated cares with their immediate village. And so sometimes we'll just go in and do training with their family members um, around the child's diagnosis and what that means, you know, from a first aid perspective or from a care perspective that everyone needs to be aware of. So having everyone on the one page, yeah and
0: layering it with the first aid as well is so nice, yeah, which is really important for
1: kindergartens and schools. We can um use the kindergarten inclusion support program for funding, um but we can go into schools and do their accredited first aid training, but add on extra complex modules that are related to the children in that school or their you know education organization um so that everyone understands in you know, their particular seizure management or their particular you know our diabetes management or or whatever it might be,
0: ventilation or, or different feeding methods as well. That's amazing. And is this something that you're doing face-to-face or are you offering this by telehealth? Like how does, how does it work?
1: Yeah, so at the moment we have a hybrid model of training. So we have um, as soon as you contact us, you are linked in with the online learning module. Um, so you can sort of get that training straight away and then we follow that up with face-to-face training and assessment. And because we're doing that sort of model at the moment, that is, predominantly in Victoria, but in saying that we can offer that elsewhere and some children's NDIS will cover us to be able to come up, uh, you know, come and complete that training in other states. Um, we're also expanding this uh, service. We look So we have different connections, yes, around Australia. So this is going to expand at the moment. We have all areas of Victoria covered with trainers who are all paediatric uh, nurses with um, extensive experience um in paediatrics
0: as well as education. So, yes what's this space? We are growing. Yeah, that sounds so exciting. So, tell me about I I know I've scoped out your website and you've got also first aid kits and some yeah. uh, what uh, what other products do you have that families might be able to um add to uh their um arsenal in their homes because I know as a rural mom, I you know, I needed a bandage the other day. I didn't actually have one. <laughs>
1: Yeah, look, um, it's a interesting space, but our sort of commercial space is something that we're also growing in. Um, we've got some really, really functional family first aid kits that we love because they're modular uh, kits, so they're all color coded and you can they're all labeled, so you can just grab the one that's cuts and grazes or grab the one for burns. Um, so they're our favorite thing ever. We've got snake bite kits on the website as well as well as some great little ice packs. Um, we're in the process of actually developing a procedural pain uh, management kit for kids. love that. Hospital services. Yeah, so Grace, my co-director, completed a master's in the area of pain and sedation um, using sort of guided imagery as well as different distraction techniques. So very, very passionate about that area of care. Um, And also we've just, we've got an online baby and child first aid course that you can purchase at the moment. And yesterday we actually just shot our rural online um, child first aid course. So So something specific to rural people. Yes. That's cool. People. And with that, we will be releasing, this is hot off the press, we will be releasing um a sort of a rural birthday kit add-on. So things, extra things that you need to add to your kit because you live in a rural area. Oh, I love um, that.
0: Yeah. Yep, so watch, watch the website because there'll be some new things coming out next year. Yeah, that's so cool. Sarah, what drives you? Because I think... Um, as mums uh, and as people who live in rural communities, like it's so many hats to wear on any given day. And sometimes it just feels all so exhausting. What what keeps you driving?
1: I don't want to see children uh, in the ICU. I don't want to see families crumble at the bedside because their child, their prized treasure um, is severely injured or severely ill. um, And they haven't had the skills and knowledge that could have picked up the deterioration or that could have prevented this from happening in the first place. So I don't want to see any family endure that. Um and so I think that's probably our biggest drive. We want to change outcomes. And we are so passionate about rural areas because we're living in a rural area with small children. So we're right there in the trenches with you. And you know the other thing is that we know that accident and injury rates are higher in country areas absolutely. And we want to bring we want to bring those statistics down and we want to level out the playing field and we want to see kids thrive and reach their fullest potential regardless of their ability or regardless of their disability um every child should have the opportunity to reach their fullest potential
0: that's amazing sarah if somebody wants to connect with pete first aid and check out the arsenal of amazing things that you offer or even just have a chat what's the best way for them to reach out to you and grace
1: yeah, so our website is www.peaceeducation.com.au. You can send an inquiry on there. We're also on social, so we have a lot of bite-sized information there for parents um, and can send us a DM. We're always around. Uh, yeah, so they're probably the two best ways to
0: find us. Perfect. And as a thank you for giving up your time today, the Herd is going to be buying a first aid, one of Sarah's amazing first aid kits. And Sarah is just going to randomly refund someone from a rural uh, postcode this week. So if you have not or been looking at your first aid kit and thinking, "Mm, we need an update like me because you're seriously starting to get low on some of those supplies, or you need something to throw in your car, Um, I would seriously consider maybe this week getting online because Sarah is going to refund someone from a regional postcoded area. That's so kind, Jen. Thank you. absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Sarah. You are very welcome. Thanks, Jen. Her Herd recognises the traditional lands and waters on which this podcast was recorded.